Thanks for tuning in to Real Talk with Michelle, the podcast about purpose, where we discuss what it truly means to live your best life now. Hi guys, welcome back to the Real Talk with Michelle podcast. This is episode number 64, Real Talk with Jasmine Moloch of Misfit Moon. Jasmine Moloch served six years in the United States Army, and she made captain. Jasmine knew she had leadership skills and talent to launch her creative journey. She discovered natural gemstone beading at a local art fair and was inspired to create her own pieces, and Misfit Moon was born. Misfit Moon stands for May Your Spirit Find Inner Tranquility. And this week, we'll get to talk to Jasmine about her creative processes and her journey. Welcome back. This is episode number 64, Real Talk with Jasmine Moloch of Misfit Moon. Um, I just want to say welcome back, guys. We missed you. Thanks so much for listening to the episode last week. Um, so, Jasmine, welcome. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. Hi. Okay. Um, so, Jasmine, just to jump right in, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. So, like she said, my name is Jasmine. Um, I'm 32, I think, because every time I forget my age every day. But <laughs> um, I currently reside in Warner Robins, Georgia. It's in Middle Georgia, um, but I am from Jersey City, New Jersey. So I am from up north. Um, I had my business for about three years. It's called Misfit Moon. It's a handmade jewelry business. Um, I do a lot of gemstones, um, and I do chains, and I do all types of stuff. So that's just a little bit about me. And I used to be in the military. I was in the military for six years. I was a captain in the Army. Um, And now this is what I do full time. So Yes. Okay, so I definitely had some questions for you. Your press packet was really awesome, too. I like the way that was put together. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cute. I mean, professional, of course, but, like, it just looks really, really, really good. Um, Tell the listeners a little bit about, like, your early life, like, um, your years serving in the military. Um. I was in the military, like I said, for six years. I deployed twice. What made you go Um, to the military? To pay for college. Okay, fair. fair. Uh, Number one. Okay. To pay for college. And I just wanted to be able to have a job outside of when I graduated. Because, I mean, a lot of my cousins and stuff, they would graduate from college and not have a job. And I was like, I want a job right away. I can do this. I can do it, you know, so that's why I wanted to um, join the military. And I went to HBCU, so it was just a nice experience, you know. Which one, girl? Me too. TSU. Morgan State. Morgan State University. I went to Tennessee State. Okay. So that was a a unique and great experience. And I felt like um, going into military, too, just all those officers, those black officers, Entering the military was so important, and it was just a proud thing, you know what I mean? But I wanted to pay for school and make sure I had a job after. Okay. You know, I didn't want to just go out into the world and have no type of job, couldn't support myself. So that was what made me go into the military. Yes. Um, what Like, did you find that hard? Because you said you deployed twice. 
Um, the military was very challenging. Okay. <laughs> um, I had I had a hard time only because um, I was great at my job and adjusting wasn't hard. But I think it's just like when you're so young. I was young. I was in charge of a lot of people who were older than me. Um, and then I had a lot of difficult leadership when I was in the military. A lot of people just would bully and be very verbally abusive, I feel like. So I mean, that I is like a real like, thing. Oh, yeah. I just think it felt, it just felt like they had to be tough or they had to be. And I'm like, okay, I'm the wrong one. Like, <laughs> Right. Like, I'm not with this. Like, relax. <laughs> no. But... Outside of that, do it. I like doing my job. I loved my jobs. I worked with mechanics um, when I was in the military. I loved that. I thought it was so interesting. And then when I was deployed, I deployed to um, Germany and Korea. When I deployed to Korea, I loved Korea. Yeah, it was a great experience. And I did transportation when I was in Korea, and I got to work with a lot of the um, Korean military. And it was it was a great opportunity, a great job. Mm-hmm. So I love my job. I just think with any job, if the people aren't, you know, right, it makes it so much harder. It makes it a hard experience. And then being young and you're isolated because you know you're young. You're an officer. You can't fraternize you can't have friends that are in you can't so it was very isolating for me and just creatively I just felt stifled I mean what can I do creatively in the military nothing really so Mm -hmm. I just knew that once my time was up I knew I wanted to move on and do something more creative yes um when you left the army did you or the military did you already have the idea for Misfit Moon no, I did not know what I was going to do. All I know is I wanted to leave and be done with my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I started painting. Um, I can paint um, as like a fine artist. So I started painting portraits and stuff like that. And um, I did uh, painting classes when I first got out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would do, you know how they have like painting with a twist and stuff like that? I would yes. do stuff like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I love those. I remember so that when that first fun. came out too. About what year was mm-hmm. that? That was like 2008, nine ish, maybe. That's when Painting with a Twist first came out. I feel like it, or I feel like it was, because I took like a couple little cute classes. I don't know if it was definitely at mm-hmm. Painting with a Twist, but the idea, but of it was group a similar yeah. classes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I did that. That was fun. It was a great way to like get to know, because at the time, me and my husband lived in um, Arizona, so we weren't going to be there that long. So I was like, let me just pick something I could do creative that, you know, could make money. And, you know, I would like, so I did that. And then once we moved to Georgia, that's when I started, um, the jewelry head on. I saw jewelry at a um, show. It was like a fair. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even know about like gemstone. Like I wasn't yeah. like, you weren't into the crystals or anything. And stuff. <laughs> no, I wasn't into that stuff. I mean, I like crystals, but I didn't know like the beads were like real from nature and mm-hmm. that they were meaningful. Like I didn't know that. And then I started getting into it. I was like, oh my God, I want to make my own. And then once I started making my own, I had so much. I was like, I'm just going to stuff some of this much. <laughs> so at first you were doing <laughs> so it just for a creative outlet for you mm-hmm. okay yeah just something to try I was like well let me just try this this is cool and then see where it takes me and then yeah and it, I ended up really liking it a lot okay um t- 
tell tell the listeners just a little bit about Misfit Moon and the mission of it because we're talking about it and maybe they, they're not like what are they even talking yeah they're about? like what <laughs> <laughs> so Misfit Moon um, Misfit stands for May Your Spirit Find Inner Tranquility that is what it stands for and basically it's like the embodiment of what my brand stands for which means peace and tranquility and inner tranquility mostly because when you have inner peace you're good, you know, you yeah. you feel comfortable with your life. And I just feel like the stones, they represent all positive things. So I try to make things with meaning and um, all the stones have different meanings. So that's basically what the company basically stands for. And I try to do it across the board. So like if I have apparel, I try to make them positive. If I have candles, I try to make them. So everything with intention, you know, because... Yes. I just feel like that energy really radiates down, you know, and it really, it's contagious. So I feel like I want everything to be positive and that's what we need in life. Absolutely. You know, all that negativity, <laughs> it doesn't help anything. So that's the um, mantra for my brand is made. I mean, excuse me, I'm about to say the um, acronym. Um, positivity <laughs> is a mindset because it is a mindset. Absolutely. And when you're negative, it does not do anything. It does not help with anything. Um, so I try my best to be positive in every situation because there is always something positive in anything. Exactly. Doesn't matter. Even in the bad so, stuff, like yeah. you have to... Like later on, you'll be like, wow, okay, so I realized like this thing happened to remove something or to do something. Yes. And it's like, now I can see like, and, but when you're in the trenches, it's like, oh, like, why is this yes. happening? But why later happening? you can be like, mm-hmm. oh, like, I see, I see what that was. I see what that was about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and find yeah. the little, the little silver lining in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's about. Okay. Um, did you feel like, any trepidation kind of about stepping out on your own or like starting the business when you started to finally sell your pieces? Oh yeah. I was nervous. I was like, Oh my gosh. I mean, all the things like you're afraid people won't like it. You're like, is this, are people going to take it seriously? It's so hard going from the military to owning your own business Mm -hmm. because that transition is like, you're so comfortable getting paid when you're supposed to get paid. Yes. You know, you have that job security, you have that. And when you, when all of it depends on your hustle, that is so scary. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes, it is very scary. If you're out there and you want to start a business (laughs) and you're scared, that's normal because it's a lot and you're, you know, it, you really have to work I don't even know. Five times is hard. Yeah. Because you don't know the steps. There's no outline for this. Like, you really have to figure it out. And I had no help, no, like, advice from anyone. It was just me figuring it out slowly. And I was still selling paintings at the time that I was doing jewelry. So I kind of, like, diminished the painting down, added Mm -hmm. more jewelry. Like, I kind of slowly went into it. But it was just, it was a lot. And then figuring out who, like, what kind of designs to do. Mm -hmm. Who people like. Like, so that was just really hard to figure out, you know. Yeah. mm -hmm. It's tough, definitely, knowing, like, oh, I have a thing. I know that this is going to be popping. It's making me happy. It's, like, I'm excited about it. And then Mm -hmm. to kind of finally start to be, like, somebody else is going to like this. Like, I know it's going to, it's going to yes. find its way to its tribe. Yes. Yes. Um, to its tribe. Yep. 
how did your faith in yourself play into like the creation, uh, your, like your creative side? Like, uh, yeah. Like, cause you like, I'll let you answer. <laughs> I mean, I just have this mindset of where I know I'm not afraid to fail. And I think that comes from just being in the military and failing so much. You just get used to it. You're like, okay, that didn't work. Or that was bad. And you just, you just move on. Like, I'm not really afraid of that part of it. Um, that's just a part of life. And I think a lot of people are afraid of that part. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, what if I do bad? Well, what if you do bad? Will you die? No. <laughs> right. You, you're not going to die. Like, really fine. nobody will care. Nobody will remember. No, it's not. Right. Like, remember that one time you head. tried that thing and you're like, I know, right? It was cool. Right. It's not going to be on the news. Like, you need right. to calm down. It's going to be fine. You know, like, so once you, I just have that, like, I have to try. If I, I have one life that I'm going to live. I have to try everything. And yes. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If, if it doesn't, because if you think about, and I compare myself to a lot of people like, okay, look at a lot of celebrities. You think they make making money now, but be, look how many years it took them. Look how much money they spent trying to, you know, you Further don't see education, all of that. Live somewhere that's expensive because they have to move to LA sometimes. Like, yes. they broke. They said it. <laughs> yes. So you have to remember, like, this is the process. And when you're an entrepreneur, the process is important because you're going to fall back on that process when things get rough, when things get, you know, when you have to be creative and, and find another way to do things. Like, those mm-hmm. are, that's what's going to come in handy. So I just think I have more tough skin about it. And I'm just not so sensitive about, like, oh, if it does bad or if it, mm-hmm. you know. It's just kind of like, you know, that military um, mindset that, you know, you had to Mm -hmm. you had to kind of pick up and keep going. So that played into it it played a part, too, in your business. Oh, yeah. And I mean, especially having pushback about it or people like that's another thing. I don't listen to people because I know what my soul tells me and I know if I'm staying true to myself. I feel comfortable. So it doesn't matter if I was, whatever I was doing, if I just feel in my heart that it's the right thing to do, even if it doesn't work out, it was still the right thing to do because my soul felt comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you had this thought, like I should make some jewelry. And like, you know, that doesn't come from anywhere. Like we tried like that's like that divine. And it doesn't go away. If, until you nurture it, it doesn't go away. Like it's yeah. always there. It's always, you know, you know how you have like something you always want to do yeah. in your mind, and you're just like, do I? I mean, it could have been starting a podcast. Up. Like I always want to start a podcast, but I don't know. And yes. it's like once you do it, you're getting rolling. You get it, you know, you get into it. So yeah, exactly. If you did, you face any hardships like with it, like. Um, when you started it, like, were you not selling or? Oh yeah. When I first started jewelry, I was not selling because I was like making stuff from like, I didn't know where to get materials. So I was just using like Hobby Lobby or Michaels or something like that, which is not a bad place to start at all. Right. But it wasn't giving me what I wanted and I was like okay I'm gonna have to step up my I didn't realize like okay I'm really gonna have to invest money into this like into real materials so 
once or else I you just keep wasting money and that right. <laughs> becomes a thing. So once I started researching, branching further out, trying to get different um, places where I could buy stones and stuff, that's when it really started to get better because I was investing in the quality um, and taking the time to really do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that was one of the hardships. Also, I guess... Um, when you're not selling, it's hard not to di differentiate your self-worth with how much you sell. Yes. So when you don't sell, you feel like, well, am I not good enough? Am I, you know, and then when you do sell, you're like, that gives you a sense of value, which I realize it's not. It's not a good lever <laughs> no, to go you on. Cannot, you cannot. Um, you cannot weigh your value on how much you sell in your business yes. or like for like for you, how many subscribers you have. You can't do that because your people will come. You got to filter out the people that are not, they're yeah. not what you try. It's not okay. your content. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that was one of the things I had to learn. I'm still learning that too. Cause sometimes it does. You're like, dang, I introduced this new product and I worked so hard and it doesn't do anything. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it could have been the wrong timing. Could have been the people are not the right people at that event. It could be, it could be a lot of things, you know, mm -hmm. so that, that was one thing that was really hard for me. And I guess going from having that financial independence to not, that mm -hmm. was hard for me too, because me and my husband were making our own money because he was in the military too. Okay. So we were making our own money. So all the money I saved basically went into my business. But then you know how that goes and you have to put your money back into your business. So I'm just like, depending on him more for like normal stuff, mm -hmm. that's a real thing. And that's really hard because if you're an independent person and yes. you are independent financially, it's hard to go to somebody and be like, well, can I? I, I really like, want to do feel that. About? <laughs> right. It, it makes you feel like you're a kid again, or you feel like you're not an adult. Like you just don't feel good about it. Yeah. That's how I feel. And no, I feel you like got to get over that too. That was something I had to get over. Like, okay, no, this is, this is my business. This is where we're a partnership. It's, yes. it's not, you know, like that. So that was a hard, it wasn't hard for my husband. He was like, what do you need? What he was like, let's figure it out. But for me, I'm like, so yeah, I don't have anybody to do this. And he's like, why don't you just tell me? I'm like, I don't want to ask you. You know, like, I don't want to really ask you for a little, you know, little bits of things. And like, I feel like a supportive partner like doesn't like you said they doesn't really care about it it's like speak no, up so i can know how to help yeah. you <laughs> yeah they want to help you and, and get you where you need to go but those were some of the things that were really hard in the beginning did um, you have any um like it being that you had to kind of lean a little bit more on your husband I know mm -hmm. people around probably notice that, like family members. Do you have anybody else object and be like, you need to go back to what you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple <laughs> of my family members were like, um, do, do you need to just get a job somewhere? And I'm like, no. 
No. <laughs> People don't I understand can't. that you are miserable when you have miserable. to be somewhere that you don't want to be. Like, yes. I'm just not that type of person. I mean, they couldn't understand because I really don't have any entrepreneurs in my family. And mm-hmm. I don't, they have a very old school way of thinking, like, give me my pension. Let me retire. Let me do, let me. I'm going to work this job, job for 70 years. Yes. <laughs> You know, like Tyler Perry said, go work in the phone company. Like, just, yeah. it's like the same. And I'm like, I just can't. Like, I, it's just not in me. I mean, you see all these businesses around here. You see car washes. You see gas stations. You, those are owned by normal people, just like me and you. Yes. And why can't I do that? And you use their business all the time. Like, they exactly. don't realize. And then also, they don't understand how much you work. Like, if they'll see me at home, they're like, so do you have an event coming up? Like, they only think I work when I have events. And it's like, no. <laughs> is it hard? I'm sitting here making ads. I'm sitting here doing posts. I'm making jewelry all day. You know, yes. I'm working longer hours than you. You just don't realize it. So, yes. And I still think still sometimes my family is like, are you sure this is what you want to do? And I'm like, yes. It's like, don't you, you know? buy jewelry? Don't you? Like, you pick up things everywhere. Yeah. And but I understand it, too, because it's hard for them to get that concept. Because entrepreneurship is, like, booming with our generation. But when they were younger, it's like, unless someone started a business way back in the day and just kept it going, they don't, right? Really, you know, it was more of like a family business type thing. Right, so. family business. Not like, oh, you're just going to start your own, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah. That's a tough one. I mm-hmm. also have a nail salon. And it was the same thing. <gasps> yes, I own a nail salon here in Nashville. Um, and I just started it from nothing almost like wow. but I was so I can understand that because I was like I am sick of corporate America I hate it I hated it like I could not I felt yes. like every time I went in there my light just got smaller yes and they you know they want to play office politics game I'm not I'm not with it because I'm like yep. I don't want to be here forever so I don't care about this little mess that yes. y'all have going on like pay me so I can go I, like I don't, I don't care about this write-ups. Like you know these made-up yes. things. Oh like, my god! It was too much. But I left, and I was just like, I'm gonna go to nail school. And through nail school, I was broke. <laughs> like when I tell yes. you, like asking my partner at the time, like can I get like forty dollars? I got my girlfriends. Yes. You know, it's like who wants to do that? I hated it, but it was more motivation to like push behind what I wanted to mm-hmm. do, and. You know, now it's just, it's a, it's an income that I have. I have wonderful mm-hmm. ladies working for me in there. I don't have to be in there all the time. Yes. So it kind of, if you just watch it and keep watering it and planting it, it'll grow. But pushback yep. from people, like even um, my partner at the time, not anymore, <laughs> but at the time mm-hmm. was like, like, no, like you didn't really want me to do it. And I was like, well, watch, you know, my dad was yeah. like, you can't leave this job. Like he was looking up how much nail techs make. And I'm like, you have no idea. Like I, I've sat and got my nails done. I pay this person $60 to spend an hour with me. Like, you know, so yes. I'm like, not a lot of people make 60 or $70 an hour 
doing one thing and then getting to do what I like to do, like talk to people. So I'm always meeting new people. Mm -hmm. I pushed. I was like, y'all don't believe me, but just wait. Like, I know because I have this urge, this push and not ignoring it is something I can understand. And people will displace their fears on you. Yes. And they just automatically will think it's not going to work or no or why or question what this that like you haven't thought of those things yourself like okay I, <laughs> right I don't I need you to help me things. extra with this <laughs> yeah like, but people will always want to tell you what to do with your life and mm-hmm. if you listen to them you will be miserable yeah. and when I got out the military a lot of officers were like oh my god I want to get out so bad like yeah. but I just can't and I'm like yeah you can you really can you really They're can like, oh, because when you're in the military, it's its own community, mm-hmm. and you don't realize you don't even realize how the norm, the real world works. You don't know like all them holidays y'all get off, or how how insurance and stuff works with with a regular job. Mm. And you don't realize how that works because the military does everything. So yes. you. It's You're like its not, own network, like period. Yes, it's its own network, just like working for a corporation. It's its own thing, its own running machine. And I was like, we are 1% of the population. Do you realize there's 99% of things going on outside of here and opportunities that we have that need our skill set? You know, mm-hmm. my husband, he's about to get out too. He's about to go work for Amazon and have his own... Um, delivery service with amazon i mean because they are because they need help they need people who have been in the military who have the discipline who have that leadership skills and i would tell people that i'm like you don't understand how many jobs are like who's been in the military like we need you and they don't know that because they're too scared to branch out and i'm like well, then be miserable all your life. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> I cannot do it. Like, I right. don't care. I, literally, I did not care if I was living in a shelter. I wanted to get out of the military because yes. I knew it was my time. And I knew that there was something greater for me on the other side of it. It was a great experience. Yeah. But I just knew. I was like, I don't care. If I have to invest in my dream to be sleeping on somebody's couch, I will do it. Because that's how much you believe in yourself. You know, you don't even know how you're going to do it. You're just like, I'm going to do it. I promise. I was like, I don't know where this money is about to come from. <laughs> but I'm going to yeah. figure it out. And just what I'm going to it'll it'll start to pull itself together and it, yes. it just did and I was like wow like it's happening I wrote down this list because you have to be yeah. really specific is what I tell my listeners I wrote down this even with the podcast like things that I needed and mostly with this I realized I had everything I needed with the nail shop it was like I'm gonna need three gel lights like four desks like and how much they cost and everything and it like spirit God was like here it comes like here's that little bit of money yeah. that you need to like start but you you have to you have to do you know like people talk about manifesting all the time and I'm like you can write down and be like I want this car I want this thing but then you have to say like you have to do the things to actually get it going so yeah, even if it's just do, you have to do yeah so oh yeah whew. It's a lie. It's a lie. (laughs) And for anybody who is, because 
I do feel like a lot of people do feel the same way who have been in a corporate job or been in the military and they really want to get out. They really do. And they're really afraid because they have kids or they Mm -hmm. have this and that. I'm telling you, if you are listening to this, you can get out of the military. You can get out of your job with your debt, with your bills, with your children's. Okay, and you can make it happen and you can be successful and you will make it happen because you're going to. You're not going to let yourself fail and you're not going to let yourself, your kids not eat. You're not right because you think that you really is so scary because you're like, my God. And then what, how am I going to pay for this, that, and third? You will be able to do it. You also start noticing like how much unnecessary things are around you that you have that can create pathways to have more money. That is a good, good point. (laughs) You can cut out a lot. And, and gain a lot from cutting things out mm-hmm. and live the life you want to have. And you'll get that back later once you get established. But you can cut. If you need to um, downgrade that car, if you need to sell them two uh, TVs that yeah. you really don't need, if you need to, I don't know what you need to have a yard sale, do what you got to do, <laughs> you will do it because, and you will be happy because you are taking control of your life. And that's the most important thing. Don't get up every day and say, why am I going into this place? Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Because we don't know if we will live tomorrow. And why do you want to feel like that? Waking up and going to bed. Why do you want to feel like that? You are not meant to feel this way. Like you are supposed to be in bliss. Like, you know, everything won't be like, all sunshine and rainbows all the time, but you're not supposed to like feel down every single day, no, day in and day about out. about your job. You like, are not supposed to feel like that. And I think that's how society makes you think like, just go, just get, do this job, get it over with. No, that is not, you're supposed to like your job, at, at least like it. Yeah. Okay? You ain't got to love it, love it. But you don't have to you love to it like because it. it can still be like, and I always tell people like, some people are meant to work certain jobs and, Praise yeah. be mm-hmm. for those people. And they they are happy because they learn that like they treat it more as like like a duty for them to be able to yes. have and afford the things that they like to do. And yes. like they're happy when they're sitting in that yes. cubicle. They have it all cute in there. And I've seen those people and I'm like, this lady will she likes this place. Like she takes yes. pride in it and thank God for people like that. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and more power to you because there were some people that loved the military. You love it. I want you to love it. I'm please. happy for you. <laughs> I am. Exactly. If you want to be a garbage man, if you want to be a cleaning lady, I don't care. Because don't everybody's also not meant to be an entrepreneur. It's not for everyone. So it's not. It's, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel like you need to own your business. If you've right. been doing the same thing for 15 years and you love that job, that job that became the narrative in in quarantine and i was like look don't have these people get you messed up because you step out here thinking that you're about that entrepreneur life yeah Um, right (laughs) and then you be over there just as sick as you were at that job because yeah no nothing's popping on you know nothing nothing's popping at the salon or nothing's popping on the website to sell the jewelry and you'll be sad what you like yeah that's important too (laughs) Stick to what you like to do. If you like going into your office in your cubicle, then that's what you like to do. Because some people really love that. Yes. And, I, and I'm and i glad you do because, you know, <laughs> we need to. We need to. We need, we need everybody who's doing everything. That's why I'm polite at people. 
everywhere that I encounter doing any kind of a job because like mm-hmm. I like we need you to we we all play like our roles in society. Yes, and we do. I'm appreciative of each person at every step <laughs> for sure. Right. Um you've already been talking a little bit about it, but as we're kind of getting ready to wrap up and take a break for the sponsors, can you tell the listeners just a little bit about stepping out on faith and why it's so important? It's important, like we said a little bit earlier, because um, you don't know if you're going to be guaranteed tomorrow. So why would you continue to wake up for a week and then a month and then two months and then five years still unhappy? You cannot change your ha- your situation if you don't change your situation. You not yes. things are not going to change. You don't like your job. You don't like that you're broke, or you don't like you know that you're in debt. You got to make a plan. If you don't like you know the way your kids are acting, you got to make a plan to fix. It's small steps. You know, it's not you ain't got to quit your job. Right. You, know, you ain't got. It doesn't have to be have really to drastic. That. You don't have to do that. You can still do it in a way where you feel comfortable and you could take baby steps because, I mean, that's all you have. To me, it's just like no brainer. It's all you have. You only have this one life. And why would you waste it being unhappy? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a no brainer for me. If it makes you unhappy, if it makes your stomach curl, if you can't sleep at night, you have to make a change. And you can make a change. doesn't have to be big. It can yes. be tiny steps. If you want to lose weight, little tiny steps. If you want to gain weight, little tiny, you know, yes. anything will help your life. And um, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if you're afraid of failure, then know that you will fail. Yep. And be comfortable with that. Be comfortable mm-hmm. and say, you know what? Even if I do fail, I'm going to keep trying. I'm gonna and try it's like a learning else. thing. Cause yes. And what if you don't fail? Right. What if it works? What if it, you don't know, like you, nobody knows. So just go for it. You know what I mean? And that's harder said than done. And that's why it sounds good. And I understand for people listening, that's like, okay, well that sounds good. But <laughs> the way my bank account is done, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I understand that. But like I said, small steps, you can do it with small attainable goals. Yes. Nothing big, you know what I mean? Drink water every day. That's one little goal, you know what I mean? Just start small. Like you said, that list is really important. It is. And mm-hmm. if you could just knock like little things off your list, you will start to feel like you're doing the thing. Yes. And it's, yes. it's just an, it's an everyday process. And what I can say, I like so much about even, because like I'm pivoting again and my mother's like, so what's a podcast? <laughs> because like you're not in the salon as much but like what's a like what's a podcast but I I just really enjoyed starting which is like I don't know the first episode probably sounds crazy but whatever I enjoy like going back and listening to them but just and watching them improve as they go because you start to implement your own steps like you were talking about your processes and then eventually like you've created like a well-oiled thing that has all potential to be successful because you just put little bits of stuff into it every day. And it's fun. I'm just like, wow, this is learning. Okay. Learning something new. I think of something Uh new to look up. 
and I like to talk, so I'm going to turn this into something. (laughs) (laughs) I chat all day, so at least I can record myself and have conversations with good people like you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Okay, (laughs) guys, we're going to take a little minute and take a break for the sponsors, and we'll be Guys, welcome back. This is the Real Talk with Michelle podcast, and it's episode 64, Real Talk with Jasmine Moloch of Misfit Moon. And we're just going to hop right in and do the daily gratitude. Um, I'll go first. Today, I am grateful for my friends. And I actually probably prepped this episode last week. I'm like, what did my friends do? What those girls do? But I think anyway, like I'm always I'm like grateful for, I think people think of bigger things sometimes that I'm always like, I'm grateful for like the things that are just kind of right in my microcosm because my friends... Keep me laughing all day or will hit me up, invite me to brunch, like just little things because I can stay in my little pocket of my house. I've yeah. made this cozy little corner. I could stay in here. I don't have to go anywhere, <laughs> but I'm very grateful that I have wonderful friends because at one Aww. point it was kind of crazy out there. <laughs> um, what are you thankful for, Jasmine? I am grateful for my family. Um definitely my husband he's like my number one fan every time i make new jewelry he's like you didn't show me that i need to see you i'm like yes you live with me supportive Um, husband yes he is so supportive um and he sees how hard i work so he knows like you know and my family that don't live here you know my mom my aunt i talk to them every single day yes and i just i'm grateful to have them because um Sometimes talking to them every day is a little bit too much, but I'm glad I had that because a lot of people don't have that. They don't have anybody to check in on them. You know, right. something would have happened, they would know. They'd be like, no, we talked to her earlier. She said she was doing this, that, you know, they'd be able to listen. Like, you'd be able to tell the police everything. <laughs> I like that because but, really. Um, yeah, I'm very grateful for them. I'm grateful for my family a lot. I really am. That is mm-hmm. great. I feel like my family has made um this past couple years like like helpful because with covid you know owning a nail shop we're being close is the only way we make money we don't you know we don't have hourly jobs that we could just pop in and do something online if we can't see people in person it's a lot and my family was really supportive when i didn't have any income coming in my mom is like right Well, anyway, I'm going to cash up you something, you know, just to help out during that time. Um, But Jasmine, I want you to tell the listeners how they can find you. How do they buy this beautiful jewelry? Y'all got to see it. It's just so beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, You can go to my Etsy shop. It's etsy.com slash shop slash misfit moon and misfit is spelled with a y instead of an i um and you can go to my instagram there's a direct link there in the bio um it's misfit moon um m-y-s-f-i-t moon m-o-o-n um and that's where you can go to look at all the stuff the updates and everything um there's a lot more to come in the future and i hope you guys follow me because we will be having a lot of things planned so thank you so much for everybody that followed me and listen and thank you so much for having me you look so beautiful by the way you do too um, thank you um and yeah so i look forward to seeing you guys and if anybody needs an encouraging word 
you can always DM me. I answer all my DMs. So if you ever need any help, no matter what stage you're in, I'll be there because I know it's hard to find anybody to talk to and help. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like you said, it's not trying to push their own ideologies on you. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Hi, guys. One more quick thing before you go. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can listen to Roll Talk with Michelle on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. You can also catch up on the podcast on YouTube at the same name, Roll Talk with Michelle. Make sure you hit the notification button to be notified when new episodes go up. You can also like the Facebook page, Roll Talk with Michelle, and give us a follow on Instagram at Roll Talk with Michelle Podcast. You can also leave voice notes and anchor. And if you would like to send in your guest gratitudes or you'd like to be featured on a future episode or you have topic suggestions, you can email at RealTalkWithMichelle at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, you can at www.anchor.fm, that's F as in Frank, M as in Mary, backslash RealTalkWithMichelle, backslash support. Thanks for tuning in again to this episode of Real Talk with Michelle. I am so grateful for you. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.